Yeah, I got my my questions ready to go and some follow-ups. Let's All right, well, let's go. Let's, let's uh let's start the show. E-commerce episode number three. All right, so Devin, what is drop shipping? Okay, so I'm gonna do my best not to rant, but as you know, I can get a little ranty. <laughs> ran, ran away yeah so the first thing that you need to know is that drop shipping is a business model that's existed since business started existing right all it is is there's three people involved in a sale the person who has the good the person who's selling the good and the person who's buying the good so you have a blue you know that this person over here has a blue shirt. This person over here wants a shirt. You play man in the middle, and you exchange the money. You give the money for, to the blue shirt guy, and the blue shirt guy goes and gives the money to the first person, right? That's all drop shipping is. It's a business model that's existed for as long as money's existed, right? Um, and, and capitalism, I guess, has existed. The difference for e-commerce is that a typical dropshipping store is thought of as a store that is finding goods that the market wants and then advertising for those goods on a platform like Instagram or Facebook or really anywhere. And then people purchase the good and then the good is shipped directly from either the manufacturer or what's more likely these days is like a holding company. So a company that does nothing but have a warehouse in Kansas that's full of things that they're selling, um, and then dropshippers can essentially buy an ad and do that. So my wife actually got taken kind of to the cleaners by a dropshipper. Um, right when the pandemic started, there, there were these like little things that you could use that they were selling these little like brass doorknob handle things, you've probably seen them. But if you Google like brass door opening keychain, it'll come right up. But so she was like, oh, this is perfect. If we go someplace, we can use these brass things to open doors and we won't need to, you know, um, touch doorknobs and we won't get sick. Mm. So she was like, I'll buy two of these. And they were like, 14 bucks or something right so enough that there was money in it but not enough that she really cared you know like in that sort of sweet spot um so she bought two of them and then they took like seven weeks to get to us because they were a drop shipper that exists in china where they were being made and so they had to get shipped from china to the u.s which took obviously forever in the middle of the pandemic so she mm-hmm. bought them, but they didn't show up for, you know, seven weeks or whatever. So dropshipping is just a, a business model where you find the sale, you're, you do the marketing and sell the product, but somebody else ships it directly to the customer. Okay, clear. All right. So how can one make money through dropshipping? Like how does, how does that look in terms of like, you making money off of that and how does the money divide sure so i'll i'll roughly break this out to uh 
we'll use the example since it's really easy. We'll use an example of T-shirts, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's say you wanted to get a T-shirt uh, for let's do it for the show, the process black and white T-shirt, right? And so we just get our logo printed on the T-shirt, and uh, and you and I decide we're going to make those. And we're going to we're going to sell them. The way that we would do that is we would contract to somebody who makes T-shirts, and we would buy all the T-shirts, and T-shirts are like four fifty each. And then we would buy the silk screen, and that's like you know to set that up is a flat fee. Let's call it one hundred and fifty bucks. So now we're at you know four fifty a T-shirt plus one hundred and fifty bucks, and then we also uh, need to get sort of a variety of T-shirts, right? We need to get like five of each size, men's and women's. So we we would end up to do this whole thing being out, let's say, you know, just kind of back of the envelope math, 10 shirts in three sizes each, 450, so we're, we're at like 250 bucks for just the t-shirts printed. Oh, and that's without printing costs, right? So that's the silk screen, the t-shirts, no printing costs, we're at 250 bucks, and we gotta pay for the time for the person to print them. Let's call that another, uh, 150 bucks or something i have no idea yeah um so you and i decide for our little podcast we're going to make some t-shirts and boom it's you know 450 500 bucks for us to get these t-shirts then we have to sit them in either your garage or my garage i guess and wait until people buy them yeah which you know for a little podcast like ours just to buy you know 60 t-shirts might take a while right yeah um, and then like we're buying small medium large um, or maybe we buy medium, large, extra large. Well, what if somebody wants small, they can't get it. Um, what if we really have mostly medium listeners? Um, we have these large shirts that don't sell or these extra large shirts that don't sell. So we're taking on a lot of that volume and it's just sitting there. Um, and you know, it might be three years before we ever get that $500 out. Right. Yeah. Um, so that that's a real problem for a business. A dropshipper would fit into that. So there are printing dropshippers that will just print whatever logo you want for you. Um, they do one-off prints or batch printing. It all kind of depends. But they'll take all that risk for you. Now instead of buying the T-shirt for, you know, four dollars, instead you pay more like thirteen or fourteen dollars for the T-shirt. Right, so you pay a lot more for the cost of the T-shirt than you do for than you than you would if you're prepaying, right? So the ideal situation there is you say, "Hey, I want whenever we get an order for a Processes Black and White T-shirt of any size that we sell, Dropshipper's going to make the shirt and sell the shirt." And so that's they call those print-on-demand services, but they are truly just drop dropshipping. They're the exact same business model. Somebody else is holding the shirts, and then they print one off, and they ship it to the customer. So, is that like a Vista print and stuff like that? Like, I, like it's someone... pretty much the same as Vista print. Um, I don't know that Vista print specifically does does that plug and play thing, but yes, it's basically the same idea. Okay, so essentially, if I'm hearing you correct, you know, it it pretty much. If you do, if you buy the shirt yourself, you out here, you, you got to hustle shirts and you're like, you know, in the back of your trunk, you you someone says, hey, I like that shirt. You're like, oh, hey, well, I got some in my trunk. 
uh, you know, they're such and such, they're $10, you know, if you want one, you can, you can follow me to my trunk and I'll sell you one. And, you know, you basically, or, or you're on, you know, social media and it's like, Hey, I got shirts for sale. Someone hits you up, DM, whatever. Hey, I want a shirt. Just the size. Then you got to go home, package it up and mail it out to that person is the typical way that most people think probably about selling shirts. And then if I'm understanding you right, the drop shipping side, it's like, hey, you know, I have these shirts somewhere, you know, someone sees you walking down the street with the shirt, like, hey, I want one of those. You're like, oh, well, go to my website. It's, you know, the processblackandwhite.com. And on there, we got a link to the shirts and you can order it right off there. It ships to you in, you know, seven days and you get it off there. And, and, and essentially, that's how the drop shipping you know, like the, the transaction of a drop shipping would work. Now, when it comes to the cost, the uh, the way that the original way, I guess you can call it, you would take on more of the profit, more of the risk, but more of the profit. And then as a drop shipper, you would take on much less risk and more and less of the profit. And ultimately, as a drop shipper, you're kind of just selling like you're selling t-shirts but but to me it sounds more like you're like you know kind of pushing a brand almost you know i mean i guess both of them is but even more so like you don't really have necessarily uh like with the t-shirts in the garage you kind of gotta probably sell through those t-shirts before you can do anything else because unless you got unlimited capital but i would imagine with the drop shipping there, there's an, a, a little more of a, you know, fluidity to it where you can kind of do a couple different versions maybe and a cup like have a little more variety to it as well because you're not taking on all that risk. Yep, a lot more. You can have every different color shirt, right? You can have sweatshirts. You can have all these things and you don't have to necessarily, you're not paying for any of that risk uh, up front. You're paying for it on the backside post-sale, right? Because instead of, selling the t-shirt for four dollars instead of owning the t-shirt for four five six dollars you're owning the t-shirt that you're selling for fourteen dollars yeah so if you sell a shirt for 19.99 well then the you know there's not a lot when there's when there's 13 bucks in a t-shirt um going back to the manufacturer of the t-shirt there's just not a lot there if you're selling it for 19.99 right you're going to take returns right so that's going to eat up some of your shirts right like I mean, it just there's six dollars is not a lot of profit to make. Uh, it turns into zero real, real quick. So, yeah. the thing about drop shipping is that it's an important part of every business, and it should be an important part of every business, right? Um, let's say you start selling spices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the spice business is going really good. You got some Instagram followers, and and you got you figured out a couple of ads that work. You know, you're like you're selling ads based targeted to people who like who follow certain chefs so it kind of makes sense and you're starting to build up some sales right and so you just sell your three spice blends and that's all you sell right mm-hmm. you're like well i want to add a fourth product so that i can have some more you know i can make some more people i could convert some more sales right well you don't necessarily know which products are going to work so in that situation, drop shipping becomes this really valuable tool in your arsenal to test the market. It was actually interesting because this week we read chap, the, chapter one and two of uh, the, the book Traction, right? Mm-hmm. And what they were talking about is like, 
you know you need to find a channel where people react to what you're proposing what you're selling mm-hmm. and when they interact with it and they grab onto it um, you could say okay well this is a way that I can acquire customers right so one way you could acquire customers is you could have uh, you know a blog that people go to for recipes right and then you could be like well I get a I get a lot of visitors to this blog I wonder if these people would want to buy cutting boards well how many cutting boards do you want to buy to test that theory mm-hmm. to test that product it's better to find a drop shipper who's making cutting boards and sell those cutting boards. You make a little less, but you find out if your audience is actually interested in cutting boards. So navigating that, using dropshipping as a tool is amazing and wonderful. Trying to start a business that is just dropshipping, you will lose money, period. You'll never, not never, but you will, 99% of people are gonna lose money and fail 99% of the time. Like, it's just too competitive. The world is too interconnected. It just doesn't work. Having dropshipping as a tool in the arsenal of a real business is vital. Yes. So, so that's a great point that you make. And I think, like, as I'm hearing it, it's like based on the way the world works right now, right? Like, you know, you know, we talked uh, last week on one of the podcasts about, like, um, you know, understanding that people and the way consumers buy has definitely changed people buy more emotionally now than probably ever before you know people aren't really comfortable just you know accepting the norm or this is what you're supposed like you're supposed to wear nikes because everybody wear nikes like yeah people still wear nikes but there's all these other brands and what's what's the shoe company that like donates money to the homeless or yeah right toms yeah yeah like now now there's brands like that and other brands that are are following along and i think like as i'm hearing it from my perspective just kind of just learning about drop shipping it really sounds like you know like if you are someone who has a following right like if you're you know say all these social media sensations that like pop up you know and, and people really are just interested in them and and you now have an opportunity where people are listening to you or like what you're about, you know, like drop shipping. Once you're a business where you have customers and clients and people that are looking already looking at what you're doing, it's an opportunity to hit them with a with a chance for drop shipping just to be able to see like, hey, is this an avenue to go down, you know, in terms of that product? You know what I mean? And, and as you see success in that product, you then try and find a way to cut the middleman out to be able to gain more of that profit, you know, kind of maybe sliding away from the drop shipping. But in the beginning, if people are like, hey, look at me and people are looking, there's this is a great opportunity to be like, all right, well, if you're looking at me while I'm making my cooking show on YouTube, uh, there's going to be a button down at the bottom there that says you want these knives you know click here you can you know zach knives that you know uh uh, chef rosie uses to make you know in this exact video and uh i see that all the time and i imagine that that's a lot of ways that's what people are using you know drop shipping for is that well that's that's interesting it'll probably bring up what will likely be our next e-commerce episode um but 
there's two things that people are using there. One is they might be using dropshipping, meaning that they have a good and that they're using uh, dropshipper to fulfill orders. The other is that they might be using affiliates. So the other way that you can sort of make money is, so like let's say somebody goes to the processesblackandwhite.com, right? They go to our website and they, they've been listening to the show and they're like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna listen to all the audiobooks that these guys have already listened to, right? And they click T.D. Jake's book and they go buy it, right? Well, T.D. Jake's can pay us for that. We can get affiliate revenue because we found him that sale, so he'll pay us a dollar. So we could also do that. So that's affiliate revenue, which is super related to dropshipping because it's the same exact idea. Hey, I have this audience and maybe I got the audience through an advertisement. Maybe I got the audience through a podcast or my blog or my YouTube channel, but I can, I need to monetize it. I need to figure out a way to make some money off these people that are interested in what I'm selling. And mm. dropshipping is one of the tools that people use to do that. I generally speaking, discourage people from even looking at dropshipping. Like it's a bad idea because there's so much scammy, there's a ton of wamboozlers, you know what I mean? There's a whole yeah. bunch of people trying to just sucker you out of money in a lot of different ways in that space. And so you're better off doing exactly what you're doing, which is you have a real product, it's a real thing that you definitely want to sell, and you're going to take that real thing and you're going to figure out how to make that into a product, an audience, a, a, a business. And then you might use dropshipping to supplement. Um, okay, so that leads us to our next question. Because sure. and and this, you know, uh, you can elaborate more on your last statement. But uh, where do you find product for dropshipping? Because I imagine that's where the bamboozling begins. Um. So there's uh, there's there's or how it depends. So let's say let's say you've been watching YouTube, all right, and you watched a bunch of people that told you that you can make money with no risk for uh, you can make a hundred thousand dollars in six weeks with no risk using dropshipping, right? Which is like horseshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a million YouTube channels that are trying to do, tell you to do that. They're also trying to sell you their their like proven strategy, right? Yeah. Because people are stealing from you if you let them, but um, if you could tell, I, I a little bit don't like it. Yeah, um, I can I can hear it in your <laughs> But but at the same time, like you said, there there's a use for this, and I think you know I think it's important that yeah, like like as we share with our audience, it's important for for everything. Like, what's the process if if we're going down the drop shipping road? Like, what is this the successful process? Like, and and I think like we talked about before. It's important that we we take our stab at drop shipping and be just for the for the sake of the show and do our t shirt thing. And, yeah, and that's you know, what we're gonna do for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I think it, it's important, you know, for the audience to be able to kinda like it's out there and it and like you said, it's it's an avenue, but uh it is one that's filled with like, you know, like a, a bunch of like, you know, people out there looking to take advantage of you. There's a bunch of, you know, 
people trying to set you up and take advantage of, you know, like you thinking you're going. It's kind of like probably similar to like the multimedia culture or multi-level marketing culture that exists out there, you know, where it's like, hey, come come join this. You want to be a business owner? You know, you can own your own business selling like, you know, I, I've, I've sat down with probably a dozen of those type of meetings, you know, where they call your family member. You, you call your family members and you, uh, you know, you, you offer them this product. But really what you're doing is trying to get them to sign on for the program, which is how the multi you know, level marketing uh, works is they make money off of the amount of people that join, not necessarily yeah. the product. Um, but. And there has actually, to. to be honest, that's the same way dropshippers make money. There you go. Right? Like, that's the same thing. So, there are businesses that, so you, so Shopify is, is where your business is set up. Mm-hmm. There are apps that will connect your store to giant sets of products from third-party vendors who will do, who will fulfill dropshipping orders for you through Shopify. Right? So you pay for the app to connect you to a marketplace, and then those store those products will automatically load up on your store like magic. That like literally, and I could build that app if I wanted to, and then I could make money, convincing, helping be part of the culture that convinces people that they all they need to do is put up an e-commerce store on Shopify and connect it to this marketplace, and then they'll make a hundred thousand dollars that year. They won't. They're going to lose their money, but the idea would be then you would connect people to we're using the cutting board examples right so there's a hundred different people who manufacture and drop ship cutting boards for you so i connect you to a marketplace you pick the five cutting boards that you like literally by scrolling and being like this is the one i want on my website this is the one i want on my website this is the one i want on my website and then those are on your website for sale and if you can get someone to buy it on your website the transaction goes through shopify the money gets split automatically and the product gets shipped and it and there's a pro like is the product real i guess the shopify vet all of that out like so shopify doesn't vet it all out but yes the products are real in the sense that um you know uh the marketplaces are big enough that you're not you are selling a real cutting board um 99 of the time the cutting board is trash right like yeah it's made as cheaply as possible and i mean this goes back to um you know young vernon and young devin when we were 15 years old trying to figure out how to make money neither one of us were imagining well i want to sell the cheapest possible junkiest possible (laughs) so that i can make a dollar right yeah it's not that's not the goal and it's not a sustainable way to do business right that's true i want to do things well period but that's who i am and and that's that's who business people that are successful are and so that's the path drop shipping typically doesn't allow you to do that if you ever get one of those printed shirts and like the printing falls right off pretty much yeah (laughs) if you get if you connect to a bad uh you know print on demand company you know that's what you're gonna get there are really good print on demand companies as well so you're gonna have to sort of navigate what that looks like wow um 
you know, as a drop shipper, like if you were to do the path that we were talking about where you started with some spices and expand, you would find cutting boards where you would want good cutting boards, right? So you might set up a relationship for your cutting boards with a local woodworker in media, right? Mm -hmm. And that woodworker hand makes amazing cutting boards. And those cutting boards he sells for $75. But you say, hey, why don't you sell them for 100 on my website? And he says, no problem. And when you get the order in, you take 25 send him the 75 and he ships off the product. Boom, you're drop shipping. But you're doing things well. So, That's, so let's, let's dig into that. Because uh, that, that is what I think people need to hear. Because just hearing all the information, like, there there's a way to do this you know like there's there's a marketplace in a way to do this but i think like getting to the core as we are processing here what is that way and i think you just hit on something where it's like is that a, is that a possibility is like how do i let's just say i'm imagining i have some success let's talk let's stay in the in the realm of the spices right like there's success things are going well I build the following, right? How do I find that that cutting board? But like, how would we? How would you? You know, understanding the internet a little more than I. Like, how would you recommend people find that product if you are having a little bit of success in terms of getting people? You know, people are visiting your 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 whatever social media site website you're selling something else and it's going well that actual real product that you have yeah so let, let's say um let's say you know we're in this we'll, we'll use the spices as an example um and you know i personally think that the, the best approach is to do exactly what we just described like truly specifically what we just described which is you know you, you have this vision of you know, the, the larger community market vision, right? Which is where your mm -hmm. business has a local impact on your community and lets people get their products out in the world, right? Well, mm -hmm. once you have a, a following or, you know, it doesn't even need to be a following, right? Like you might just have a good email list where you suggest products, right? But that could be the whole business. The whole business could be, you have an email list that sells, that suggests products. And it's not about like, your personal brand or your identity it's just like here's here are great products that i like and you send those those emails out each week and then each week there's those products and you know that that could be a path uh you might just be really good at targeting advertisements on instagram and you just gonna get a knack for that so you have this skill set and you have a website that you can back it up with well in my point of view um which I think is, you know, pretty well the correct point of view. That's a great opportunity for you to find businesses that are doing well, doing good, um, and, and sell their products. So, you know, maybe you're doing that through your local community. Maybe you're doing that through the local Better Business Bureau. Maybe you're doing that because you, you know, spend a bunch of time on Etsy, so you know artists that are ah. selling interesting things. Wow! Uh, and so you're essentially adding a sales channel for them and as a third party marketer you're making money via them right i mean it yeah. would be harder right it wouldn't be as easy um but the product that you'd be selling would be better and uh, i didn't even think about would be happier 
that's a good point. Like, you know, like a good, like a good uh, place to find products would be a place like Etsy, you know, where you have all those, you know, like people such as myself, you know, getting off with the spices where you got a lot of people selling, you know, all types of stuff on Etsy. A lot of creative people. It's, it's a real, you know, it's a creative platform. And uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and something like that where you're talking about uh, cutting boards would fit right in, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And there's people who are making handmade cutting boards. So you would find one that, you know, aligns with your business goals. Maybe they're, maybe they're making cutting boards from, you know, uh, reclaimed wood from houses or something like that. And that aligns with your specific business goals or whatever. So you kind of put all those things together and presto, that's how you make drop shipping effective, right? But it's more relationship built. It's more exactly, exactly. focused on selling real things. Um, that things that, that you can stand behind that, that you, have value. That, yeah, that have value that have a, a, uh, you know, even, even having mission, you know, and including mission and value because it, it'll speak to the customer even more if you're selling cutting boards from like, you know, old homes and, you know, Philadelphia that have been restored and there's pieces, you know, or like from, from like pieces of the link or something, you know, or the, or the vet, vet stadium or whatever, you know what I mean? Like exactly. just those type of things that will resonate with a, spe with a specific group of people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I hear you. And That's that goes it. back to that, that goes back to the traction book, right? Like it's the same exact thing, like your spices store is the goal there is to find the audience and you don't know how that audience is going to want to interact with you right maybe they pick up on the fact that you're a philadelphia based company and maybe you skew everything for your business sort of towards philadelphia because that's the identity of customers but perhaps it's more about you know you being you know a person of color who's an entrepreneur and that's the audience those are two different strategies that you need to approach. And those are two different blog posts that you would need to write or Instagram, you know, identities that you would need to put forth. Both would be true, right? Because clearly you're a Philadelphia basketball fan, right? Yeah, but yeah, you're also yeah. a person of color who's trying to, you know, get into entrepreneurship and grow a business. So both of those things are true um, and genuine. And so whichever strategy you take down to the, to the book's point, Right. Is that you're going to you're going to use that to find traction in the place that you're going to that you're going to get uh, get sales. Yeah. All right, man. That, hey, that sum up drop shipping. You know, I think uh, it, it has value, but it definitely, you know, you want to make sure that uh, you connect with the product yourself and that, you know, you, you don't just want to buy into the idea of I'm going to put some random products that I know nothing about onto a website and I'm going to be a millionaire. Uh, right. It takes more work than that. It, it's, you know, it takes more work than that. Um, and it's important. And it's important. I think that, that people remember, like when someone tells you something's too good to be true, it is. I mean, it's election day, right? So yeah. there's, there's a bunch of people running around trying to sell you something that's too good to be true right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Yeah. But, at the same time, like everything in this world, 
you know, the the idea of it, right? Because, you know, for us, it's all about like, does the idea of it make sense? And, you know, I would say the idea of it from the idea of drop shipping is a very necessary part of whatever you're getting into in terms of, of, of business. But you got to utilize it in the right way. Your process needs to be, you know, the right process, i.e. not just like, you know, joining some, you know, YouTuber who says, come to my business, I'll make your drop shipping a you know, business gross X amount of dollars in a couple of months. But you know what it is? It's Ursan Ilyasova. Right? Like there's a guy with an expiring contract who has value who you can do all right with, but you better not build your team around him. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. Ursan's. That's exactly what it is. It's and no matter where he goes, he has impact and he, he has a role. Even if he's not playing, he's the constant team guy, you know, and competitor who's going to be there and he's going to play. He's going to step in one game where nobody expects it and he's going to drop 20 and he's going to, you know, he's going to look great. Um, But you better not think about building your your team around that guy. That's a great point. That's a great way of putting it. And that's what dropshipping is. So. It's an important, vital piece of any organization, any championship organization. But also, you know, when it walks, you can just high-five it on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. All right. So, All right. real quick, I guess, on on the book, I know we, we, we push for time, but on the book, um, read the, got the first chapter done, and uh, I really did enjoy every every bit of the book. Um it was, you know, traction is, is funny because as I'm doing the vice thing right now, it, it it resonated so much with where I'm at with the spice thing. That was actually, we had our Sunday meeting and essentially without calling it traction, that was what our Sunday meeting was about. You know, like we're building this product, but ultimately like what we're building is not necessarily a product. Like my ultimate business goal is to build a community market like that's the ultimate business goal so the spices is just a product that allows us to be able to fund that that goal you know what i mean it's it's what the idea of those spices playing a role is hopefully one day that funds the goal and it also shows other people like we have experience with with creating a product and having a successful product so then we can help other people but it's not necessarily the business it's pretty you know pretty small piece of the business so we had a conversation on sunday about you know like the how do we you know tell the story or when it comes to the building the website of what the business actually is and then how to tie the spices into that and and how to get people you know what will interest people how do we form the question that will resonate with people when they when they come to that site because you only have what 10 seconds when someone's opens up your website (laughs) you know like you got like 10 seconds to to really hit them in a spot where they feel connected and um you know so that was what the meeting was all about and we came up with some great ideas some great plans but then i turned on the book and the book is like speaking the same exact thing that we spoke about yesterday is you know you really have to in order to get traction, you really have to basically, you want to see growth. You want to see 
people constantly if you're selling something you want to see people buying it if you're giving something away you want to see that new people are coming to get that thing that you're giving away constantly and and then you know just how do you do that and he talks about several different ways and several different companies that take that all take different approaches but the whole idea is that they continue to want to see growth in what they're doing and you can't sit stagnant in that you you have to kind of take that into your own hands as well yeah i mean i think that you know um that whole i think that the, the timing of this book i think it's going to work out really really well for where you're at with the spice business right because i think it's really going to help you guys as a group sort of coalesce around the idea that like this is this is what you're selling you're selling spices but more importantly what you're selling is the knowledge that you guys are gaining from selling spices exactly to to uh the book there's gonna i think it's i think it's 17 traction channels or maybe it's 19 i can't remember it's a bunch yeah 19 yeah 19 but you're gonna um experiment with each one of those traction channels likely right and that information is gonna enable you to in the longer term goal of the community market or in the longer term goal of you know growing the spices business to a larger business who knows right Mm -hmm. um using these strategies to figure that out and test different theories and um grow a business that way i think that's i think that's what it is right yeah you know i i I don't know i I feel like this book is coming in just at the first time right on time like literally smack dab on time like as i turned it on I saw saw traction and I heard the like the beginning part of it where he talks about how he sold his website and then he, you know, he wanted to start the search, uh, a new search engine and just like, you know, like how he had plenty of chances to give up on what it is that he wanted to do because people are like, you're crazy. Like you want to go against Google like you're crazy. You want to, you know, so it, it resonated with me because here I am with this idea that's like. I'm not talking about a business. I'm talking about like literally like changing the minds of like a, an entire culture of people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that—that's like that. They, we've been trying to do that since my entire existence, and it hasn't worked. <laughs> so you, you know, like people look at me like I'm crazy, and I gotta continue to remind myself. You know, I, I had a conversation with someone, and you know, they they had this point about like black businesses, kind of like. Well, you know, a lot of black businesses, you know, offer bad service or a lot of black businesses don't really deliver. Right. Like there was there was there's these notions. Right. Like black businesses are late or you know what I mean? Even black customers, you know, black businesses don't love black customers. Like these are conversations that I've heard my whole life within my own family. And I'm like, how the heck do you change that narrative? Like, you know, so um one of the things for me is I'm constantly having to remind myself that like forget what the these narratives are that are pushed on us and we talk about the idea of the the numbers and what do they say black people in the in this country easily spend more than you know like dollar for dollar spend more than anybody you know right like they as a as a people we don't we don't save right like you know one of these guys that uh, dr claude anderson a guy that i like listening to he's an old black dude that is no longer like being politically correct he's just like 
get complete you know he's like 80 years old like and he's just like telling it how it is and one of the lines that he says is black the black people as a whole in america go bankrupt every night at 5 p.m whereas other cultures their dollar circulates you know they they they, they don't never go bankrupt they, their dollar circulates you know where the white dollar is like four times before it leaves the white community you know what i mean the black dollar is it doesn't even pass a hand it literally comes gets into the black pocket and goes right out of the black community you know where the asian communities it circulates like somewhere between seven and nine times before it leaves that community and uh you know i think the thing to realize is is blacks period is we gotta we can't like put the weight of every bad black shopping experience going to a black business and you walk out of there and what i'll hear from people is like you know this is why i don't want to this is why i don't go to black businesses well i'm always asking people like well when you have a bad experience at like wawa do you do you walk out of there and go this is why i don't go to white businesses or you know what i mean like we never like the weight of the entire race literally falls on the shoulder of like one experience at one black business so you know whereas when it comes to other races that isn't the case you just go to the next option and i think like you know just what i'm trying to do is change that mindset and that's hard to do and so when i when he made that point about trying to go up against google like i feel like i'm going up against something like people when i tell people i'm trying to start a community market and you know like one of the rougher most forgotten areas of philadelphia like they immediately give me this look like are you crazy like people don't spend money there and i'm like what that's completely the opposite you know what i mean and but just the idea of trying to do that it seems you know i get a look like are you out of your mind like you know like you think people want that there so it resonated with me and it, and it was something that was cool um, and gave me a, a chance to kind of realize like, hey, I'm going up against something big, but just like he kept going, I just got to keep going. And uh, I'm probably on to something. Well, you know what you are is, is you're, you're, you're in business to change. Look, I mean, you're in business to self spices because putting it all together, just like you and I both have full-time jobs and we work hard for a living and then we're trying to grow a podcast on the side and then we're trying to grow businesses on the side right like we're trying to put all that together um, but you're going up against a culture where you know at five o'clock somebody's like oh i'll buy this drop shipping course and then i'm going to be and then i'm going to be a millionaire next week because i bought i spent ten dollars to learn how to do drop shipping right and instead mm -hmm. what we're selling is hey you know i i had a I created an internet spices business that makes six thousand dollars a year selling spices out of my own home and people are like well six thousand dollars isn't a million dollars and like, yeah. i know <laughs> i also know math you know, but, but six thousand dollars a year of a sustainable business and the skill set to do that allowed me to create my second business mm -hmm. which was a little bit bigger or allowed me to invest in my friend's business and provide some consulting work on the side that made me XYZ, right? And so, you know, what we're trying to do, I think, with the show, um, with the community market, with all these things is, you know, make it, make, uh, unveil the process, right? Make it open, 
so that people mm-hmm. can see and they can learn like, hey, Vernon wanted to start an e-commerce business. It took six months to get everything dialed in before he actually tried to sell stuff. And then it took another year before he actually started doing okay. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. like, that's the message that we're trying to send because you can't just throw up a website and make money. You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and just talk about it. It takes consistent dedication, hard work, long-term thinking, blah, 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 blah. And that's what the show's about. That's what your business is about. That's what this book is about. Like, here's channels that you can test and how to do it. And that's what we're going to try to illuminate, you know? Yeah. All right, man. Another great show. Bro. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see what we find for Ursan Ilyasova, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Check us out on Twitter, man, and follow us at, at process underscore is. Um, leave us a little something there. Um, you know, we'll follow you right back. And also, check out our website at theprocessisblackandwhite.com. And uh, see you guys next week.